Quest Gaming Network presents Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Hi everybody, welcome back to Elder Scrolls Off the Record in this scorching hot day for most of us. This is episode 75, and I am Joe the Widget Wilson, I am joined, as always, by my fellow co-host, the quizzical Evarwin. Joe! What's up? Uh, you're supposed to ask, you're supposed to do that with a question, but okay. That's oh, cool. uh, well I did. That was a, it was a question. What's up? Uh, Gee, how about that heat? Uh, <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. <sighs> I was actually supposed to do a different one for you, but that's okay, I messed up. And we are joined, as always, by the quiet Louis Alon. Hello, Joe. Hello, Evarwin. Hello, everyone in the chat room. What is going on? Hello, Lou. Why are you talking so much? You're quiet. Getting it a lot now. <laughs> He's got to do it now in the beginning of the show. And we are joined by the quotable... David Dean Force Adams. Spandex. End quote. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. Glad to be back this week. And how are y'all doing? Everybody doing good? You know, honestly, Dave, I think you're the most quoted person on the show. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Just the random crap that spews out of that mouth. <laughs> Gross. And I completely forgot Shank's intro. The Q word, Shank, <laughs> Thank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I fell. <laughs> Yo, internet. Uh, a member was, of a family quintuplet. Shank the, the quirky. Uh, uh, that was probably the best intro I've ever got, Joe. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Just unadulterated honesty. I completely you are forgot. Welcome. <laughs> Oh man, we got a show for you guys. A whole lot from Zenimax today, so we're going to be cutting out a few of our regular stuff, like playthroughs, that like kind of boring stuff you guys don't care about. I'm just kidding, but we are cutting it out. We've got a lot to talk about. ESO, a lot of news this week. We had a nice hiatus after E3, and bingo, here we go. We got more goodies for you guys. But first, we have some sponsors. Yeah, and Joe, I just want to throw this out there. Uh, the biggest, the biggest sponsor that we have for the show from now. Till PAX Prime is you guys. That's right. The, uh, yeah. the QGN PAX initiative. Every single penny that you donate to the show is going to be brought together so we can all send everyone to PAX Prime. That's what we're looking to do. So thank you very much for those who have donated. And for those of you uh, who, who have not, uh, we would appreciate anything at all, any kind of donation, large or small, to the QGN PAX Prime initiative. 
Also, we want to thank GuildLaunch.com. Go ahead and set up your free guild site at GuildLaunch.com today and get great, great features such as DKP tools, those mo- mobile optimized sites, and multi-gaming support. Now, if you want more out of a site, they have three different ways that you can subscribe as well, starting at just $7 a month and going all the way up to $20 a month. So it's not too expensive. And you can get features like your own domain, Google Analytics. You can choose between 10, 25, or 60 gigs of storage. You get advertising as well, attendance reports, and full CSS customization for you coders out there. Also, we would like to thank TweakedAudio.com for sponsoring the show today. For quality earbuds, free, worldwide shipping, unbeatable customer service, and a lifetime warranty, well, you got to use our code, off the record, all one word. You'll get all that plus 30% off of your order. And that's at guilt, excuse me, tweaked audio, tweakedaudio.com. And we just want to say that this show in particular was made awesome by fans such as yourself who remained anonymous this week. But you know who you are out there. And we do appreciate the wonderful donation. Thank you very much. You are so kind. If you guys hear fans in the background, I was going to try to do this without using a fan, but when it's 95 degrees in my living room with about 98% humidity, yeah, I'm not dying for the show. Sorry. It's a little bit of a fan in the background. <clears throat> it's ridiculously hot, dude. <laughs> it's killer. I've had a, I've been nauseous all, all, like, all night last night and all day today. I think it's just the heat. It's like Daggerfall out there. I mean, it's... It's hot. Approaching Akaviri Desert type. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm so glad there was an Elder Scrolls reference and all that. <laughs> this is Elf oh, OTR. Come on, man. All the humidity we could go Black Marsh. <laughs> That's true. It's so true. true. And I'll tell you, this... Dave's got some Black Marsh butt going on right now. <laughs> yeah, that's too much info. That's TMI, say, guys. This is, this is absolutely the revenge of the South right here. Yes, Dave. feel our warmth north. All right, guys, before we get into the meat and potatoes of this awesome show, we've got uh, something quick to mention. Uh, I guess that's my job. So catch Skyrim Legendary (laughs) Edition (laughs) and all of its DLC, which includes Dawnguard, Hearthfire, and Dragonborn on the Steam Summer Sale, now at 25% off. That's uh, $44.99. You get the entire bundle on Steam, plus not one, not two, not three, but yes, eight Steam trading cards. So that's uh, on Steam Summer Sale. You know, I never got the whole Steam trading card thing. I've earned a few of them. Like, yeah, this is digital art. What do I care? But yeah, cool. I mean, you know, if you don't have any of that stuff, it's it's cool. But I'm not <laughs> rebuying all that for <laughs> trading cards. You know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I'm going to mix things up a little bit. We're going to go into the Ask Us Anything question first. Or, the, or ask us or this this week's question. The developer question of the week. That's what I was getting at. That's the That's word. what we're doing. Developer question. We're going to get into that first. Get our juices flowing. Get the show in the right track. So, oh, he uh, looks like such a nice young man, too. Look at him. I want to pinch his cheeks. He's the first one who doesn't have bags in his eyes. Oh, I don't yeah. know. He probably got sleep. <laughs> look healthy. Oh, he's an intern. That's why. An why is intern. he looking so healthy? I know. Really, he should have like massive bags underneath his eyes and like half dead. All right. <laughs> They're not working him hard. <laughs> Tell me about it. Here we go.
Hi, I'm Joe Lopata. I'm a figure art intern in Max Online Studios. The question of the week is, which Elder Scrolls game was your first, and what drew you into the series? Or, if you've never played one, what attracts you about ESO? It's a two-parter. I think I should answer both ways. But, uh, yeah. Alright, guys, we're going to answer this two ways. We're going to answer this as a ESO or Elder Scrolls veteran, and... Mm-hmm. As if you were not an Elder Scrolls vet- veteran, how w- what would attract you to Elder Scrolls Online? So, I'm going to actually tag Shank first. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> the one who's going to have the hardest time. It's my um, job to make these interesting. Well, okay, what drew me to Elder Scrolls? So, Oblivion was my first game. Um, what drew me to the series was the complete an utter freedom that it offered that you could freedom in every sense. So you could walk, you could do quests. You don't have to do quests, whatever you wanted to do, you could do. So what is drawing me, uh, to ESO? Um, man, it's, it's, I guess it's a compilation of like the first person's full fledged first person. And, uh, the fact that it is coming to consoles so I can play with my, uh, time honored gamepad. That's, that's pretty huge for me. For consoles, it's actually called a controller. That's the official term. Gamepad's a PC term. Oh, whatever. I use both <laughs> words. I know what I mean. Ew, much. Jeez, Joe. <laughs> I know. It's like one of my small like gaming pet peeves when people call a controller a gamepad. I don't know why. It's like it's like nails on chalkboard. <laughs> it's called a joystick. Get with the 80s. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Joystick and one single red button on the left corner is all you need. Alright, Lou, what about you? Honestly, with Jumity Elder Scrolls, it was a fluke. Uh, when I was back in college, my friends and I were visiting the local gaming store. We said, oh, you know what? What's this? Oh, let's check it out. <laughs> Arena. Alright. Looks like a fantasy game. Let's check it out. And there, it just went downhill. <laughs> <laughs> Because we started finding out, wow, if I rob this house, the guards actually, they're going to kill me. This sucks. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, then doing all the exploring. I mean, just doing all this, just everything that Shag mentioned, the fact that you had all that freedom, character creation, because uh, we were also big into D&D back then. So doing something like that was actually pretty cool. So, and we're looking forward to ESOTR. All right, <laughs> well. Other than SOTR. Elder Scrolls Online? Hmm. Everything. I think you can do it all. <laughs> all right. Uh, Mr. David Adams. Oh, God. Okay, as the Elder Scrolls veteran in me says that I enjoy lore. I like the setting. I really like the view that they're giving you that you didn't have before. You get that idea of here's where the struggle really hit its boiling point. And, and you're put right in the middle of it. I really like the setting and what we'd be able to do in ESO. But honestly, what's really going to make me play this game is the other viewpoint. My ESO noob, what's going to make me play this game? It's Skyrim with multiplayer. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what about you, Varlin? Uh, well, I'll, I'll say that my first Elder Scrolls game was actually Morrowind. Um, but I never enjoyed it or could appreciate it for what it was uh, so my first my first love was was Skyrim for sure and then the others just sort of once I fell in love with Skyrim all the others just made sense to me um, 
what I enjoy the most or what I'm looking forward to the most from Elder Scrolls Online is is definitely going to be the ability to create a, a character that that's going to be different from from a lot of other people you know uh, just having a lot of customization options and the ability to do what I normally do in all of these games which is explore that's what's drawn me to ESO for me, my first game was Skyrim. Ivarwin uh, drugged me in, kicking and screaming, and then I eventually said thank you. <laughs> um, what drew me about what I love about the Elder Scrolls series is the combat. It's an RPG with active combat. That's a rarity, and they are the first game that I ever saw that did it right. And well, the combat is what's drawing me to ESO. That kind of active action combat in an MMORPG is also something that the way they do it anyway is unheard of. Yeah, you can say there's other MMOs out there that do action combat, but not like ESO. Not like I've played. Uh, so that's it, guys. Let's go ahead and move on to the Ask Us Anything Dungeons Part 2. We're going to do the usual format. So here we go. Are the dungeons in ESO with multiple entrances and exits, which allow you to enter the same dungeon in different ways? In the previous games, the dungeons were fairly linear, and it was difficult to get, it was difficult to get lost. ESO dungeons do offer some branching paths, and they often have convenient exits at the end of the dungeon. Philosophically, though, we want to challenge we want the challenge from dungeons to focus on the combat encounters rather than from trying to navigate through them. Comments, gentlemen. That worries me. I'm not going to lie. Um, well, I'm, I'm happy and worried at the same time. Happy that they do offer branching paths. Because except for, I think, Blackreach, I didn't really get lost in the other uh, the, the dungeons in the games. Blackreach was just like, I mean, that was mind-blowing. They didn't say it, that was for every dungeon. That, that's true, that's true. But uh, I guess that's the one that sticks out for me personally is Blackreach. Um, where I get worried is we want the challenge from dungeons to focus on the combat rather than from trying to navigate through them. For me, the thrill of the dungeons and the games was always trying to sneak by without getting noticed and trying to figure out my way to the other side and get the loot. So that, I, I'm a little bit worried with when is, they say that this they're is trying to focus on shit. the combat rather than the navigation aspect. This is the funny thing. This is how different your and I's opinion is about ESO games to a T. To me, you I mean, love Elder that Scrolls statement. Games? Elder Scrolls game, yeah, sorry. <laughs> that with that statement made me giggle because I'm all about combat. I love that aspect of the game. And yes, yeah. uh, I believe Mistress LeBeau in the chat rooms pointed out that sneaking is a part of combat. And that being because you're not, you're trying to avoid it. Yeah, I can, I can see that, <laughs> but I don't know. That's my play style. I, I like sneaking by things and uh, trying to get by unnoticed. Um, so. That, that that I I'm a little bit worried and nervous uh, from their answer there. Anyone else have any rebuttals comments? Well, um, oh, go ahead, Dave. Oh, okay. Um, well, I took it a different way than both of y'all. I took it from the idea of the the encounters being the gates that move you through a dungeon, instead of you can literally get lost in a dungeon, which is a good thing because knowing where you are, being able to traverse a dungeon is going to keep people playing this game. It makes me rage Being quit. just completely <laughs> lost is going to mess up people. That may, 
Uh, yeah. You got a good point. I mean, I, I know a lot of people who would not play this game if they could literally take a wrong turn and become lost in a dungeon. Exactly. Uh, Lou? Well, I mean, I, I see both points of view, what Shank is saying, what Joe is saying as well. <clears throat> what I'm looking for, <clears throat> excuse me, what I, what I was hoping for, again, what we talked about last week, parody, the play styles, and such. Okay, if anyone here has ever played games, RPGs like System Shock or Deus Ex, okay, the very first Deus Ex, not the new one that's out now, okay, all those games offer you three different paths. Did you want to be, you know, in your face, to the wall, guns blazing, knife out, what have you? Yes, you could do that. Did you want to be the sneaky little bastard and find ways around the encounter but still obtain your objectives? Yes, you could do that too. Or, middle of the road, you could do both. You could set up an attack, all right, go buck wild for like two minutes, and then find a way to, again, blend in the background and disappear and go back to sneaking. And... You know, hopefully, yeah, they'll design some encounters like that. I mean, you know, they've got a lot of stuff going now from what we've seen at the PAX East. But maybe on down the road, they'll start thinking, you know what, maybe we can offer that third alternative. You know, that nice little blend between combat and sneaking around. Who's to say it's not in there already? That is, yeah, that is true. But, yeah, I'm all for multiple choices in combat. All for it. Ivaro, uh, any comments before we move on? No, you guys uh, summed it up very, very well, both sides of the argument. All right. In the previous Elseworlds games, we always had the ability to wander into a cave, old fort, or sunken boat to explore, plunder, and pillage. With ESO being an MMO, will we still have the ability to do this in a solo encounter type situation where we don't run into any other players, or will we be seeing other players and, and having to wait for enemies slash loot to spawn, or will these all only be group encounters? They already answered that one, didn't they? Uh, well, and if they haven't, they're going to answer it right now in this. <laughs> uh, the Elder Scrolls Online is set up to be a fluid experience. As you wander the landscape, you'll encounter caves, forts, tombs, dungeons, and etc. Certain rare locales will be just for solo players, and some dungeons are meant for groups made only for only of people you choose to go with. Most locales, however, will be accessible by everyone. Some might be too dangerous for you because of your current level. But you can always come back when you are more powerful if you want to complete them solo. We recommend grabbing a friend or grouping up with a stranger if it seems too tough, though, because that's all part of the fun. Yep. Public and non-public dungeons. Yeah. Best of both I would say, uh, as far as an Elder Scrolls experience is concerned, I would say this is... This is this is really where it needs to be. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, if they they are going to have that that solo content in there. Um, in, in fact, I, I don't know. If the, I don't even know if this is confirmed um, because I, I heard this on another another fan site, and I'm wondering if I just it just escaped me. But are they actually going to have um, the ability to to play the game solo in a uh, like com- like charge yourself into a solo experience? Now, from what they told us about the uh, whole <clears throat> mega server thing, is that when you do the questionnaire, you say you want to play solo, it'll put you in with people who also put they want to play solo. So there'll be other people around you, but they don't they won't want to bother you. Okay, well, maybe that's so they're going to be like NPCs. 
well, yeah, well they'll, wandering, they'll, they'll, wandering NPCs. All, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I I don't have a I don't have an issue with with how they're with how this is doing it. I mean, to me, it sounds like it's the a good blend of MMO gameplay and and solo Elder Scrolls gameplay. You know, if you want to do the dungeon on your own, you certainly can um, with with you know some of them. And but beware. Uh, but you know, also be aware that you're you're also going to be encountering. You know, dungeons are are difficult. It's difficult content, so be aware of that. And you should bring somebody in there if you want to get through it. Baconborn had a good question. Um, he asked, how will we know the difference between a solo dungeon versus a dungeon that requires a group? <laughs> Traditionally, dungeons that require a group are zoned in. So when you, you have to actually zone into them as a group. You can go in solo, but you'll die quickly. And usually they have a quest within the dungeon when it's a group-based quest. Normally, from what I understand, the non-group the open world are not quest related; they're just explorable areas, so you can just walk right into them. They'll they'll make it obvious, you yeah. know. Uh, they'll they'll probably do something where before you zone in, they'll say you need to be grouped up before you can zone into this place, or it'll be a dungeon that uh, you can only yeah you know, that you'll you'll find like on a on a list in the in the LFG interface. Yeah, it's and. And also, um, I think it was in a different interview, but he's uh, uh, Paul Sage mentioned that uh, they're going to have different icons representing uh, solo dungeons versus uh, like group dungeons. So visually, you'll be able to tell too. So it should be easy that way as well. Yeah, they'll which make is, it pretty. Which obvious. is definitely a good thing. Make you know, make it as obvious for the player as possible. Will there be a lockout timer for dungeons, or can we run the same dungeon with different friends over and over if we want to? Oh, I love this answer. We don't currently have any plans to use lockout timers. You can run through a dungeon as often as you like. Oh, thank God I can finally get my staff. So you know my noob question now. <laughs> so, Shank, here's how this works. <laughs> yeah. In MMOs, okay, you have, you have uh, normal dungeons meant for, you know, it's always been a, like a five-player experience, but now they've been going down to a four-player experience. Uh, but... You group up with four to five players, and mm-hmm. then you go into a dungeon. Mm-hmm. Once you hit end level, which is usually about 50, uh, that, that dungeon becomes uh, a tiered dungeon. And they usually have tier one and tier two type dungeons. All that means, it's, it's basically the same thing that you played at like level 20 or 30 or so. Mm-hmm. But now... It's harder. It could be uh, longer. You know, the enemies have more health. They they do different things. They hit harder. Uh, the bosses, their mechanics uh, work differently. Mm-hmm. All right. So the rewards are are uh, very very good. So what they do is they, in order to keep the rewards viable for a certain period of time that they have planned out, they will issue lockout timers. And this is especially uh, noticeable in, in a raid instance. So if you go into a raid and there's like, you know, it's a, it's a 10-man raid or a 25-man raid, you can only do it once a week. You go in there with your, with your big raid group, you try and do what you can do in that week, and they, they basically lock that to give you the chance to do this in one week. After the week, the whole thing resets. That was a long-winded answer, but around the money. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. <laughs> it's quite all right, man. You answered it. That's the point. 
Will monsters in dungeons have the capacity to weapon swap and switch roles in the middle of combat like players? A select few monsters do have the capacity to do this. The battle mage monster type is one example of this. That's pretty sexy. <laughs> okay, that's really sexy. I like intelligent enemies. That's all I got to say. It is nice to actually see that there's going to be enemies that conform to a situation that you put them in. It's almost as if you're part of the game. <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> That's a novel idea, right? Yeah. Alright, next question. I am new to MMOs and am a little nervous about this aspect of the game. However, I am loyal to the Elder Scrolls and I still hope to be able to play ESO. My question for the dungeons is... Must I be part of a party to play in each dungeon? Will party dungeons be well marked for someone like me? We'll let you know if a dungeon needs more than just you to com- complete it through. Iconography in the world. Excuse me, let me, let me restate that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let you know if a dungeon needs more than just you to complete it through iconography in the world. So basically they're going to use icons to show you which dungeons are, are necessary for... Uh, groups. Uh, they go on to say that dungeons that require a group to have a unique icon. All right, while want while we want dungeons to make you a bit nervous, they're supposed to be fun affairs. If you've never gone through a dungeon with friends, it's definitely one of those things you don't want to miss. I'm rubbing off on you all after all this time, Yvarwin. <laughs> My awesome reading skills. I refuse to look at the chat room because I'm sure Liz is running with this. <laughs> Uh, any comments, gentlemen? Well, I think it's pretty straightforward to me. Yeah, <laughs> it'll help the transition for a lot of new players, you know, like Shank, who never played MMO before, to actually be able to tell the difference before they, you know, get slapped around. Necessarily. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> you know, just because the game didn't tell him, hey, you know what? Not really a fair push. Yeah, yeah, you're going to tenth level hell right away. Here you go. Have fun. Like so, that that wasn't that was not ideal. <laughs> I want to be there with for Shank's first group dungeon experience. Yeah, I want to be there. <laughs> we need someone to hold him back from piecing out. <laughs> That's going to be an impossible task. Yeah. Shank. If you- I think I think Shank will do very well. <laughs> you you have. I, I, okay. That <laughs> that just that just ungrounded faith right there. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't call it ungrounded faith. I'm sure. I'm sure you and I could pick out a, a shining moment in recent history where something like this may have occurred. <laughs> day, night, day, night. Two weeks later, still looking. Uh, if you die in a dungeon and your party members cannot revive you, will you be able to rejoin the party after respawning? Each dungeon has way shrines inside where you can always resurrect. You'll never be forced to leave your party because you have died. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, Good shakalaka. Job. You know how uh, how rare that is to actually have a spawn point inside a dungeon? You know how MMO? nice that is, Joe? It's just brilliant. <laughs> None of that having to walk 50 million miles as a ghost to get back to a dungeon. Yeah. Dave, what do you think about this? You think you think this is uh, good, bad, and different? Um, honestly, the less time you waste getting back into the fight, the better. Touche, sir. All right. That's my opinion on that. <laughs> well said. 
Uh, next talking point. I'd like to know if the enemy NPCs will be in different locations each time a group of players enters a dungeon, or if they will have a static location. Or maybe, for example, a couple archers, a swordsman, and a healer in the first encounter, the first run-through, but then the next time in that dungeon, the first encounter is a couple of healers and a couple of swordsmen. Each group dungeon offers a quest which can sometimes change the location, behavior, or types of monsters you'll encounter in the dungeon. That was a vague response, but okay, cool. <laughs> well, it sounds to me like it's going to be a dynamic experience every time, like anytime you go in there, if you get like the quest for that dungeon, unless I'm reading it incorrectly. You know, they could have actually just said answers by saying yes. <laughs> moved on. <laughs> Will we find cookies in dungeons? As you are probably aware, in this time period, there are no cookies. No one's certain why there are no cookies. Some believe it was due to the Nahatan flu outbreak being directly linked to circular baked goods, which explains the <laughs> oblong bread shapes prevalent at this time. Still, others believe that Shiograth made it so sugar became salt when used for baking cookies. It is rumored he did this over what he believed was an inappropriate bout of familiarity when his servant used a certain term of endearment. There is probably little truth to either of these theories. It is far more likely that a very bad batch of Bosmer meat cookies meant as a sincere gift soured the old emperor's stomach and he had ordered an edict to kill bakers who even had cookies on their menu. So, no cookie for you. That's just a brilliant answer for such a simple question. Yeah, I, I, love I love how this is one of the longest answers in this Ask Us Anything. And it's completely <laughs> for the fun of it. <laughs> Someone got bored. <laughs> yeah. Lou, how do you feel about cookies not being <laughs> First of all, as an avid cookie lover, I'm disheartened by this. Oh my god. I think this is a mistake. I'm going to flip my freaking table at this point. This is a mistake. We need to have cookies. No, we don't. Shigarath's punishment is no cookies for all. No, Dave, you're wrong. The freaking um, sweet roll state, son. You're wrong about that, Dave. You are wrong, sir. You are wrong. Guys, guys, guys. I have a solution for you. The sweet roll is the Nord's answer to the cookie. I stand for truth, justice, and baked delights. Tamriel. <laughs> Join me, my friends. Hooah! <laughs> oh, wow, this is getting crazy. Okay, guys, in the recent Dungeon article, you revealed that enemies function by a pack mentality. If one is attacked, the rest will react. What does this mean for stealthy characters trying to, d- to decrease the amount of mobs before the rest of the party engages in battle? Starting off the pack encounter with a stealth attack is a great strategy. Though, once your group has engaged in combat, you'll need special abilities, like the Nightblade Shadow Cloak, to gain invisibility again. Yeah, because once you hit somebody, they're going to know something's up, and they're going to go after you. I'm not going to hit anybody. I'm going to run away. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I I can just see that ruining runs that we do through dungeons. Shane, go in there and tag him. Okay, but I'm running no, away afterwards. I'm, he tags him, runs away, and they all follow him out of the dungeon. I'm going to be the inverse Leroy Jenkins. Instead of running in, I'm just going to run out. <laughs> <laughs> Jenkins! Leroy! Where'd Shane go? I don't know. He's zoned out. <laughs> Leroy! Peace out. 
This question, though. This is Kevin Kahn. Okay. Alright, guys. We have a... Uh, that was it for the Q&A question for that. We have a little bit of Q&A session from Paul Sage that occurred a couple days ago that people were going crazy about. Uh, uh, some of the stuff we're going to just kind of be reiterating, re-going over. Most of it is new goodies for you guys. So uh, here we go. We're going to do, do it basically point by point. Uh, Ivarwin, do you want to do this, or you want me to have the owners? Yeah, I'll uh, I'll go through it. I see how it is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I figured I'd give uh, give you a little break there. Let's do it. All right. Uh, so this is what we learned from uh, Paul Sage's live Q and A session with MMORPG.com, which uh, occurred earlier in the week. Uh, namely, uh, I think it was on uh, Wednesday, right? Yes, it was uh, Wednesday night, yep. He answered 33 questions, I think in like an hour and a half or two hours or so. Yep. Um, it was so much. Mm-hmm. If, if you don't have a chance to go over to MMORPG.com and, and look through the, the long list, which is, it's kind of tough to navigate to. All right, we posted it on our site, elderscrollsofftherecord.com, plug and uh, it's far more uh, accessible, uh, thanks to Shank. So good job with, uh, with the posting, Shank. You are welcome. Uh, but out of 33 questions, here's what we highlighted that we thought was either interesting and important enough to put on the show or something that we learned completely. But again, you can get the whole thing on our site and also uh, MMORPG.com as well. Uh, so point number one, solo mm-hmm. endgame level 50 plus means... Well, first of all, they, they define the solo endgame to be level 50 plus, and that means that you can travel to enemy, any enemy alliance and freely roam, picking up quests and exploring. Now, if you're done with that, you can access the next enemy territory and do the same thing. So, so they, they see this, this whole going into another enemy territory thing as, as a, primarily a, a, social, uh, a, a solo feature in the game. I can see that. Yeah. That's nifty. I think that's keeping the I think that's keeping the Elder Scrolls in in this MMO. I think that's that's definitely what they're doing with that. And I, yeah, I was just gonna say for somebody like me, uh, this is good because you can. I mean, you can freely roam. What does that mean? You can. You that means you can explore that entire alliance, the entire yeah. alliance. Okay, yeah. that's that sh- that cannot be un- like overstated enough. So with everything that, leveled up to level fifty. Yeah, so that makes somebody like me who does nothing but explore. Um, I'm uh, I got a smile on my face. Also, I mean, this is this is going to be. It's actually going to be better than leveling up. It's going to be better than your experience while leveling up because when you're leveling, you know, you're going one to fifty in your in your home territory. You're you're bound to certain areas because of your level. And other areas being under level or too high level for you. Once you hit fifty, that's it, man. You go into the enemy's territory and you have free reign to explore anything you want at any given time and do quests. So if you don't want to do the quests in in the area you first walk into, just walk for like an hour and a half or so someplace else and do the quests over there. If you want to even do quests. I'm going to send you in with me, Varwin, so you can sniff out the shards. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love doing that. <laughs> I love those things. I squeal every time I find one. 
Uh, last the last beta we got the last time we got to do the uh, event PAX East we got to play the game. Ivar went next to me. Dude, I just found another shard. I what? found all three shards in in that area. I didn't find a single one. Well, and I kept tapping you on the shoulder. Well, you showed me where they were at. Thank goodness. But still, yeah. adventure zones can be turned. That's uh, your job. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's all right, Joe. Uh, ad- adventure zones can be tuned to four players or more. Uh, and what what are adventure zones? They're large areas in the game, and also includes dungeons. So so adventure zones, you run into them. Okay, you need four players or even more. And I think this is this is going to be where the in quotes raid content is going to be for Elder Scrolls Online. So we're yeah. starting to get some info here on on adventure zones. It's a it's a little nuggets. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a multiplayer experience. And they've been pretty ver- pretty vague about the whole adventure zone thing. So any little and bit I, of info we get is good. Yeah, I think it's because they're they're still trying to zero in and focus on that. <laughs> that's I mean it's probably because yeah. they don't have the information to give, right? Exactly. Yeah. Right. They're still being tight-lipped, too, on anything over four players. I, 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 from here as well, we also learned that that's still being determined. Mm-hmm. If uh, groups side, you know, groups over four players, what, what that number is going to be, they, they don't know. They're still trying to figure that out. Uh, next point. Cyrodiil is so large, it allows for different sizes of group activity and even solo play. Hotspots of PvP activity are pinpointed and will dynamically appear on the map. And that's that's the nugget here that I want everyone to take away from this. Hotspots of PvP activity are going to be dynamically placed on your map. So when it happens, it pops up on your map, and you can go there. That's Planet Side that 2 right there, man. That pleases me. That's that's a good thing for Shang, too. You'll know what, what spots to avoid. The, the, I was just going to say that, because like I know what spots to avoid now, and I also know like what he just said right there. We're huge landmass where you can just adventure solo doing quests. Okay. Yes. That's. I mean, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm just going to explore and then uh, avoid the conflicts. And me, seeing the hotspot, will be running towards as fast as I can and screaming with a sword out. So, so, Joe, me and you will actually be running by each other then. Yeah, at some point. <laughs> <laughs> different directions though on that one my dragon knight <laughs> sword out screaming shanks just you know kind of sk- skipping along with we'll the stop briefly ah what's up <laughs> what's up bro not much what are you doing yeah. Yeah, killing stuff what are you doing i get flowers right. cool 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 <laughs> true <laughs> well as long as i see it on the map because i don't want to hear anyone crying oh my god all i do is quest i got ganked you know you're in pvp zone right they do that in every PvP zone, in every game. There's no way of getting around that. Yeah, but this time it's in their face saying, yeah, don't complain. I t- <laughs> just don't complain. All right. PvP zone. Our next point. Uh, yeah, this one, this one I think we should definitely spend a, a few minutes with. Currently, there's no mentoring system that exists in the game. I'm, I'm putting my hand up. Okay, okay. I'm, with that. I'm, glad. <laughs> I'm glad you are, Shank. What's a mentoring system? You are at end level. Your friend, whom you've been trying to convince that Elder Scrolls Online is probably the greatest thing ever, finally says, All right, bro, I'll play the game. All right, so plays a game, comes back, 
says, all right, man, I love the game. But unfortunately, he's very low level. And you're very high level. So how can you play with your friend? You can't. With a mentoring system, you can level yourself down to your friend's level and go questing around with, with them and show them the game. That's a mentoring system. All right, so that's the it, last time I let Ivarwin answer a question. Um, what do I do? <laughs> Short answer. You match their level. Moving on. <laughs> I, I would just like to say that I, I, think, I think there should be a mentoring system in this game. And I would like to ask if Zoss could, could please reconsider their stance on this and, and have it when the game launches, if at all possible, because... There are going to be those who who play this game and rock it through those levels. When when someone hits level fifty, yes, they're going to have you know tons of content to still do, but they're always going to have that friend that lags behind in their guild, and they're going to want to not necessarily re-roll a brand new character and start the game all over again just to play with them. I think a mentoring system would work absolutely beautifully in this game. All right. Any other comments? Yeah. I mean, it's simple in a system. Other games have done it. And it's. I hope they implement it because it does... It for me, it enhances the fun. Yeah. I'm indifferent about it. Dave? Uh, you know, I'd rather have options. Options, options, options. It's it's a good thing to have just in case someone wants to use it. All right, so uh, guild stores. This was this was definitely something that was brought up as well. Um, there wasn't a whole lot of information that that uh, Paul Sage gave about guild stores. So what I'm going to do is I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read this quote, and I quote: "This is a really big thing for us, and part of the reason we allow people to join multiple guilds. We think this is pretty exciting." And we'll have more details on the full system later. Thanks for nothing, Paul. <laughs> Wait, so is he saying guild stores like you can buy crap, or guild stores like storage? It was... He I'm assuming had, he had answered this in a question that was related to uh, auction housing. I can see it probably being something like uh, inner guild type auction house between all your guilds. I guess that'd be nifty. It'll work for something like that would work for a really big guild like ours, but well, for that would make you want guilds? to. Mm. Wouldn't that make a, a five man guild want to befriend a larger guild so oh, that totally. the small yeah. guild could sell their wares to the big guild? Yeah, I, who knows, man? Who knows? I mean, you know, they've they've uh, they're really you know, Zoss is really creative, and they've definitely come up with things that that we thought would not work. And, you know, we've tried them at uh, PAX East and it worked. You know, this guild store thing's got us all scratching our heads. You know, uh, I, I, I hear guild store and I think, you know, there's literally uh, crafters in your guild that just put stuff for sale inside your guild store. And, uh, you know, guild members go in there and take a look and say, oh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll buy this. And, uh, you know, puts the money into the guild com- uh, like a, the guild takes a, a small sales tax out of it, and the crafter gets some money. So instead of people saying, "Hey, bro, can I have that out of the guild storage?" Mm-hmm. you could literally put a price on it, and them get it themselves by just paying the price, even if it's you know one copper 
all the way up to however many gold that it would take to pay for whatever. Yeah, I mean, I could see people liking that and disliking it as well. But I, that's my thing. That's what I when I hear guild store that comes to my mind. I mean, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe they came up with a better system. To me, that my system that I came up with is kind of flawed. But I, I don't know. Well, it, I'm wondering: Are they just going to not go with the idea of a public trading house or auction house at all, and just leave it up to the guilds, like you know, forego market hubs in each alliance's territory? Mm. All right, I want to mention to everybody: This is all speculatory because we have no idea what this is. Yeah, we have no idea. Yes, yes. <laughs> all speculation. All right, our next point, please. Uh, arena type PvP out of Cyrodiil is not in the game, so if you want, thank God. Yes. <laughs> If you yep. want a PvP, it's only in Cyrodiil. There's no, there's no arenas. Not going to happen. Not in the game. Sorry, dear friend. And next? Uh, costumes, disguises, and other options exist in the game to help you customize your look and the appearance of your gear. This is, this is stuff we've heard before, but we want to just mention it again. Um, healing. Healing will be versatile. We've learned that as well. How is it going to be versatile? Well, you'll get, you know, healing area of effect spells, cone effects, but there's going to be other things as well. Healing yeah. staff. Healing staff. Uh, smart heals is something that, that he brought up as well. So Something else, again, that was the name and nothing else. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, see, I think it's... I'm sorry, Varwin. I think it's good because, yeah. like, they, they, they give us... They, they give us little pieces of information at a time, so they're just keeping, like, that carrot dangling out in front of us every single time they release something else, you know? Jerks. It's good. I'm definitely, I'm definitely, I mean, it's annoying, but it's like, guys, I just want to know everything. But it's kind of cool. Joe and Dave are a little salty today. <laughs> <laughs> we be salty dogs. Jeez. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Jerks. <laughs> Come on today. Jeez. Uh, okay. Currently, the maximum number of characters you can create per account is still being debated at Zenimax. So, Do I have for those of you out there, I'm sorry, Joe. That's say it again, really. Uh, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. In MMOs, is there normally a max number of characters you can make? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Uh huh. But why? Uh, usually, has to do with server spacing, memory, things like that nature. Oh, because it's not on your machine. No. Ah. Yeah. All your character data is stored server side. Oh. Yeah. So well, there. Uh, if you've if you've yeah. heard a hard number from anybody out there, you know, uh, don't believe it because it's it's not true. They're still debating it now. So yeah. so who knows? Who knows how how much it's going to be? I think it's something we're going to find out when the game is close to launch when they finally uh, announce the payment model. Yeah. Every character can make you know five. Oh. Please make a hybrid model. All right, next. Uh, Same faction dueling is not in the game. Hands raised. I'm cool with that. (laughs) All right, Shank. What is dueling or same faction dueling? (laughs) Is is, is it literally just like me and you're in the same faction and we can fight each other? Yeah. Yes. Oh. Like a little controlled duel. So it's like in Borderlands, sort of. Yeah. It's the only reason it would be ever included in an MMO is to allow someone to measure their EP in comparison to another person. Yeah, pretty much. Some people used to call it PvP practice. I call it PvP BS. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, well, plus you have these, these, these little morons running around challenging everyone to a duel and calling you names and crap. It's like, really? You want a PvP? Go to a PvP zone, not in the home city, you little wuss. <laughs> uh, dueling's only fun when you're waiting for your tank to get back into the raid because he died. <laughs> my experience <laughs> uh this next quote all right speaks about a question asked all right where someone said what class will be best as a tank and I, that's basically what the question was um paul sage this is his answer and i'm quoting him directly all right you'll have you'll have access to many of the same abilities and skills as everyone else how you slot them in your shortcut bar will make the difference as will your skill, gear, etc. You'll just have to find what works for you in PvP, but no class should be better than another in, in PvP at all. So what what's gonna be what's gonna be best as far as as far as your, your class and what you want to do, it really depends on how you build your character versus those skills and skill lines and, and what they're wearing and all that. And I, I, regarding this, because I'm seeing the word that's coming to my mind right now is versatility. Um, now, I, I'm familiar with skill systems in Elder Scrolls games. You guys that have um, played this at PAX and have clearly played other MMOs, how is the depth of this game's skill system compared and like the customization compared to other MMOs? Uh, other MMOs, they, they offer basic templates okay you know, if you if if uh if you want a character that can tanko with this class uh and it also has you know it can have a a, a dps type of build as well mm-hmm. you know some games go crazy and they let you have you know uh all three for for your specific class paladins are usually good for that um rift is different it offers you know a huge variety of 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 roles for your class, and they're they're even opening up even more um, later on down the road with their their three coming out. I think sometime next year. But that's the thing I've seen is I really can't compare it to any other MMO because I haven't seen any other MMO do it quite like ESO does it. Yeah, in, in terms of customization, or yes, in terms of customization, okay. there are other MMOs mm. that have a, a large variety of different types of customization, but nothing as in depth, in depth, as I've seen it with ESO. Lou, you had something? Yeah, EverQuest one and two with their when they introduced first introduced MMO world, the alternate advancement system. Still not oh, yes. in depth. But Where that's I, that's I still take, not their base class, right? No, it is the base class. Ranger gets a alternate advancement for the Rangers, for the archetype scout class to. Well, yeah, EverQuest 2 did the same thing when it first launched. Mm-hmm. And it's just going down, okay, I'm choosing, I'm going from one set path to choose between two different set paths. The actual term of, uh, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You just said a second ago, too. Diversity or mm-hmm. customization is not like right. what it is for elsewhere online because of the skill systems and the multiple different types of skill systems you choose from it's not just you have your different class your, your class skill trees you put points into there you go you're usually defined yourself into a, a particular role um, ESO doesn't do that because of all the different types of skill trees you can get many of them are shared right 
And even then, when you get skills, depends on what skills you put in your hotbar, it depends on which ones you level up, which ones you can split into different types of those, of those skill system. So that the when you look at the math, the amount of different types of um, abilities down the road you could eventually do that are that could completely differentiate you from the, the nearest, you know, from every single Dragonite out there. I want to uh, call this out, said in the chat room here, from uh, DIS9043. says, ESO needs to be half MMO, half Elder Scrolls. This past week, there has been a lot of information going against a lot of MMO principles. This is and true. I, yeah, I think a good example of that is is uh, what we're talking about here with the, the skill system. I like the diversity in the skill system for an MMO. Yeah. I don't like being cut dry into a role. Yeah, I would have to agree that, yes, this absolutely goes against most MMOs' principles, because unlike most MMOs, this one allows you to have options, diversity, to branch out past the holy trinity of DPS, tank, and healer. Yeah, and it's necessary. Right. Get the I, would, I absolutely agree. This, is, this information flies in the face of what most MMOs try to set down as ground rules. So somebody like a player like me would like the customization. It, it honestly, yeah. it feels like they took the the skill system out of Skyrim and kind of tweaked it for an MMO crowd. It it's honestly the the customization of your character is closer to what you find in a in a single player Elder Scrolls game than what you're going to find in an MMO game. That's exactly what I was going to say. Dave, you know, we all, all the Elder Scrolls players out there, one thing we love about Elder Scrolls is the play, we want to be able to play the way we want to play. Cut and dry. And this is what they're doing for ESO. Done, said, let's move on. Yay. Happy. <laughs> uh, next point. At level 15, you can switch from your primary weapon loadout to a secondary one. Uh, you can use any weapon for either loadout. Each comes with its own hotbar. You can assign different skills and abilities to each of these. So, um, I guess, I guess, as a quick example of, of that explanation, you know, if you're if you're running around with uh, you know a two handed a two handed weapon and you've got skills that are meant for damage, and then all of a sudden um, you sort of find out that you know whoever you're running with needs a lot of healing, you can take out. You know uh, your secondary weapon, which happens to be a you know a healing staff, and you've got all healing skills in your in your second hot bar that pops up with that healing staff. When you draw that healing staff, a second hot bar is going to pop up, and you can just start healing away on the fly. Love it. All right. Uh, Anything else? Let's get on to the next topic. If not, all right. Other than AOE and cone effect healing, something called smart heals will be in the game too. Something oh, what? What, what other information do we have on that? None. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Again, thanks, Paul. <clears throat> but we can we can always you know we can always speculate and maybe uh, maybe as you're as you're DPSing something you know that same skill will will recognize when someone in the area needs healing and and uh, pop some heals as well. Uh, ESO crafting will not include repetitive activity with little degrees of success. So, crafting will not feel like a grind, according to Zenimax. Uh, classes are not the best deciding factor for who can effective, uh, who can be effective in a criteria role, tank, heals, or DPS. Rather, 
building up your skill trees and choosing which skills to slot into your hotbar and what weapons, armor, and enchants you use will determine what role you fill. So what I'm getting from this is that your play style is determined your 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 play style determines your character, not your class. The the role you fill in a group setting in a dungeon or in PvP is determined by the gear you put on, the weapon you use, and most importantly, the skills that you arrange for yourself. Which which so, makes me happy. What you're saying is my Dragon Knight will always be a tank. <laughs> Somebody slap Dave. <laughs> Vote kick game. No, because you know that there's some guy out there who's like, well, obviously the certain time. No, I'm being facetious, and obviously so. Every class can be everything, is what they're saying. Dang it! That, I'm gonna have exactly. a secondary skill on my dragon knight with full heavy armor. I'm gonna be a freaking healer. So deal with it. <laughs> and it's viable. Like that, that can happen. <laughs> I'm gonna make it viable. I'm gonna be the best dang heavy armor healer you ever saw. Dang it! <laughs> I can literally picture Joe walking into a room like the ground is shaking from all his heavy, heavy armor. It's like, hey, what's up? Hey, hey, what's up, Joe? What do you do? You need yeah. a band-aid. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a healer. I got some uh, band-aid and some, uh, you know, rubbing alcohol and stuff. I'm pretty <laughs> B.A. <laughs> oh, you got a boo-boo? Let me fix that for you. <laughs> dook, 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 dook. Let me heal that scrape for you. <laughs> wow, my finger feels fantastic. <laughs> That's how awesome I am. <laughs> this is going to be a great role to fill because not only involves that group dynamic where they get, like Dave said you're going to have those players who's like well I'm just a tank well guess what the healer's dying what about the healing staff and help us heal this guy Deft Knight in the chat room has a great great question he says I love open character development but what's the point of classes in ESO if they don't matter to your play style because they can matter because you get each class is a base for your character with three individual that's the only individual skill trees you will get in the game is your class skill trees yeah basically the class is a template if yeah, if you like don't want if you don't want a lot of choice in your build if you just want to jump in the game and just play you know whatever choose the class that that looks like it's going to fit your your needs and then and then go with go with the template that that's laid out in front of you if you don't want to go with that template then don't man get crazy with it and and that's when so you're getting the best of both worlds those who want to have high customization will have it and those who don't really care about customization don't have to worry about it all right right. um yeah i guess joe we're ready to move on right yes we are sir okay and i've got the our final point here is is a direct quote um i'm going to read it off and then we'll I'll explain why I don't have any lead up to it. So, uh, <laughs> and I quote, this isn't going to be an exact copy of the Elder Scrolls titles. Each Elder Scrolls game has been and will be unique. I can understand your concern. However, we decided to put in a heavy PVP system where there would be a faction war when we wanted those factions to mean something. This is also the first Elder Scrolls game where you'll be able to adventure with other people and fight other people. I don't think we need to justify it. I think we need to be upfront and honest about it. I hope you can join us in Elder Scrolls as an Elder Scrolls fan. I think you'll appreciate the differences as well as the similarities, but thanks for taking the time to ask. So, what was the initial question? The initial question was, and I don't have it in front of me, unfortunately, and I'm sorry for that, but it had to do with basically um, you know, PvP and 
why why are we locked to to our factions territories in the beginning of the game and and that was the answer which i think is probably the best answer that we've we've got so far i like what you said about it though yeah i mean you know the way i have it i have it here is is kind of terrible i'm really sorry that <laughs> <laughs> You know, I didn't write this you know, all, all the, the best way possible, but the, the fact of the matter is, is the faction lock territory thing came up during during this whole thing, and um, you know they, they they want they want the factions to mean something. And when you go and in, into PvP in Cyrodiil, that's that's part of it. So I, think- and I like the fact that he said that every Elder Scrolls da- game offers something different, as well as you know some baseline stuff too, and, and this is no different. You know. It's, yeah, and I, I think he said it's not going to be an exact copy of other Elder Scrolls titles. And I mean, I, I know this will anger a lot of people. And way back when, it really made me mad too. But I mean, think about it logically. Of, of course, this makes sense. Why won't this be an exact copy? Because it's an online game. I mean, just by that nature, it can't Holy be an exact crap. copy. Is, is Shank saying that? Yeah, I know. I just I was dumbfounded there for a second. What well, I'm just, I'm just looking at it. I'm just looking at it rationally, man. I mean, it, it just Since by the nature when? of it. <laughs> <laughs> we did it, guys. We're turning him into an MMO player. Yeah, I mean, as far personally, as far as the faction lock is concerned, it's something I'll, I'll never agree with. I think the entire I, I, world should yeah. be open. I agree with that, Varwin. I, I completely agree that it yeah. should be open. But I think the fact I, I'm more happy that Paul Sage is being upfront about it. Yeah. Than trying to spin it into some other thing. Right. Which, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I think that would just make people even more angry and, you know, just be blunt with your fan base and tell them, look, this is this is what we're trying to do. It's it's got some stuff that you're familiar with, but it's also going to have some new stuff. Right. He's not he's not standing there on YouTube saying, you know what, just buy a 360. He's saying, guess what? (laughs) (laughs) If it's something you don't like, it's there. I'm sorry. But, you know, it's such as it is. All right, guys, we got some emails to get into. And since me and Yvonne have done the vast majority of the talking tonight, we're going to let the other three hosts take these. Lou, you got the first one, buddy. All right. First email comes from Zach. Zach writes in, Hey, guys, writing again with a little tip for all 360 Skyrim players that listen to the show. When in the favorites menu, if you hit the right or left buttons on the D-pad while highlighting an item, it would be hotkey to that button. Love the show. You guys did an awesome job. Yours truly, Zach, a.k.a. Elendril, the Bosmer. What? That's awesome! <laughs> Dude, I've, I've been playing with a control... I'm gonna do that! Dude. Not now, Dave. Not now. Dude! Oh, my God. I, we got it in the show. I gotta play Skyrim. <laughs> right. Thanks for the tip, man. Great stuff. All right. Next email goes to Shank the Tank. I, I knew it. <laughs> okay, let's see. Uh, I, I got to scroll. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> With ESO embracing its own version of the Trinity, namely, there is a Trinity, but anyone can fill any role with gear switch out. How do you guys, especially the MMO aficionados, that's a pretty big word there, Bubala, think those of us <laughs> who love to heal <laughs> or tank will fit into things? Who would you rather have tanking? Someone who tanks, nothing else, couldn't care less about damage meters, etc. Just loves micromanaging and counters, loves keeping tabs on as many enemies and keeping them in place. Or somebody who likes to pew-pew, Joseph, 
and has a plate armor set. Do you want a healer that wants to do nothing but heal, like me, F damage, you can't do damage if you're dead, that's, that's you know, that's you speaking the truth. <laughs> or someone who usually runs around smashing heads with a giant hammer and doesn't spend all his time learning the eccentricities of healing. You are using huge words there. My personal opinion, true tanks and healers will maintain the status they've had in previous MMOs. Band-Aid tanks and healers are fantastic for pugs. I don't know what that means. And keeping raid encounters going if tanks or healers go down. Overall, I love the idea. The biggest reasons I couldn't play Guild Wars 2 is because I couldn't play a full healer. Not really. Long live tanks and healers. 13,000 hours played on WoW until I started sucking. 100% of which, yes, even leveling, was played holy spec as a paladin. Austin L. A.K.A. Janine. (laughs) (laughs) Can I answer this, guys? Please. I personally would not want those diehard tanks or healers in my group because they're not going to really exist in ESO in my opinion. I'm going to want those people who are going to be that like mage tank class spec guy with a bow running around because he has something to prove. <laughs> like Just like me. I'm going to be that, you know, that uh, dragon knight heavy armored healer. And I'm going to be dang good at it. Are you going to judge me because I'm a, 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 a dragon knight in heavy armor? No. Here, let me, I got I got a band-aid for you here. Come over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, Joe, uh, I'm going to shock you right now. And I'm going to tell you that I completely agree with you. <gasps> I think if if you stick to especially I think I think tanks are are definitely highlighted on this. Um if you're going to be just a tank, I think you're going to nerf yourself in this game. Oh yeah. I want someone who's going to be able to kick some butt and tank in the process. Right. Or at least be able to, to tank and throw some heals out there. You know you what, Marlon? Something. I have a feeling that tanking and healing is not exactly what the MMO veterans think it's going to be in Elder Scrolls Online. I don't think it's going to be the same kind of uh, system. I'm pretty sure it's not, actually. Yeah. Sorry. This is the kind of mindset I'm hoping to avoid in the game because I'm, I'm sick, to, sick and tired of it already. You know, it's the players who are so mindset. You know, the horse blinders on, saying, "I only do one job only." Yeah, if if I see anyone who says, "Oh, I only do this," then they're only not going to be in my group. Right? Because you know what? Right. But my but they can like they have that option, right? With the game, like you, they can spec well, as a pure tank. Oh, sure. If they figure out a way, if to they do so. wanted to not have half of the skills in the game at their disposal, yeah. Right. The point I'm trying to make, Shank, is this. The fact that they're so locked into the one role, they won't bring, they're not willing to bring the versatility into their character that could help the group kill faster or get things done faster. Like, let's, let's go to his previous statement. F damage, you can't do damage if you're dead. And you can't kill the, fa- the counter faster if you're not doing anything. If three out of four of you are only doing damage and the fourth guy isn't, it's going to take that much longer for that encounter to end because guess what? I only heal. <laughs> I have four damage spells on my bar, but I'm not doing a damn thing because all I do is heal. To me, the idea is Yeah, who has a healing staff, the high damage healing staff, maybe one or two heals and a couple damaging skills. Get in there and be a part of the fight while healing, you know? You know, I can see nothing better that I'm going to do in gameplay than make people go, wow, that guy's really good at healing and then i'm gonna be like oh yeah 
then flip to my DPS and burn something down. That's what I want from this game. I want to have the versatility to be like, yeah, I'm ridiculous at everything I do. Exactly, Dave. I want want people to say, like, look, I gotta grab this widget guy because he's a kick-ass DPS and he can band-aid pretty good, too. I I would love it if people said, I don't want Shank because he's so good at picking flowers and running away. (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna drag you along and say, look, Shank, just point your bow in this direction. You're good. (laughs) <laughs> I just want to add one more thing here for Austin, Austin L's uh, email here, though. Even though I've said that, Austin, in the end, if that's how you want to play, I don't think anyone here has ever said, no, no, you can't play that way. The versatility, the options are there. Okay, Just don't have that mindset of you know, you're not going to take other players like we've seen in other MMOs because, oh, you don't do this? Oh, you didn't go all 50 points down this street? No, man, we don't want you. Right. I, that, I think that used to fucking die. I think um, a good thing about this is what, or, or what Austin should be taking away from this is, as as a tank, as a person who strictly tanks in in MMOs and have been changing it lately a bit, but as a person who does strictly tank, all right, one thing that's always plagued me has been the low amount of damage I do while leveling up. Leveling as a tank is. Uh, it takes it takes a while to do that. All right, when you when you play Elder Scrolls Online, you can build yourself primarily to be a tank. But if you want to give yourself some very nice options in the game, it's there, and you can do it. And you can you know put in high damaging skills that'll get you through the levels a bit faster and, and improve quality of life. You know, I do think that you're you know going to nerf yourself if you if you do that in this game. Because you're a one-trick pony, and a lot of people are, are doing you know multitasking in the game, so you, you do make yourself look like a, a, a an option that's sort of old. But if that's how you want to play, it's there, and you can do it and and have fun with it, man. You know, guys, my brain was off skelter there. I know how I said I want a DPS, massively DPS, and heal everything. I sound like a necromancer. Um, kill you like- all and bring you back to life. Yeah, it's true, actually. Yeah. You put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Sorry. Woot. Using your friend's corpses as your own army. That would be sick. <laughs> Thanks for dying, Dave. You're now my minion. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome if you could resurrect your teammates. Could you imagine? Dave's down! That was just bring a, it that'd, back! That'd be the coolest skill ever. Like bring, it up as a, bring it up as a minion with like two or three skills and let you just go to town for until they kill you again, then you re- resurrect. That'd be awesome. For every time you resurrect me, I lose one of the skills on my hotbar as well as a, a limb off of my body. <laughs> You're legless? Yeah, I go numb in the ankle. You got it. <laughs> like that guy in Game of Thrones. <laughs> Only a flesh wound, Dave. Only a flesh wound. Uh, speaking of Dave, next email, sir. Nah. Alright, Dave, um, next email, please. <laughs> Next email says, hello, ESOTR. Hello! 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 I am a Swedish fan of your show, and I have been an Elder Scrolls fan since the days of Oblivion, boo. I used to be so excited... What? what? You be quiet. I used to be so excited (laughs) about this game, and oh, I'm sure I will be when the game actually releases, 
but it's a long time left. But since E3, my hype meter has dropped quite a bit. I don't know why, but I thought their E3 presentation was a letdown. Somehow, I just cannot bring myself to like the announcement to consoles. Call me ignorant or just misinformed, but I kind of wanted this old-school PC game with a new skin, with a new technological skin, so that, so to say. They also mm-hmm. seem to want to keep the hype as low as possible sometimes, with just seconds of new footage and same old information over and over. How can I turn the tide and see the consoles as something good? How am I supposed to raise my hype meter again and reignite that spark with Zoss that Zoss used to give me? I wish you could help me, Jay. Um, this sounds like a message to like a Lonely Hearts thing in a... In a can, I, can I take that? Doesn't it? You know what? If you're playing PC, what do you care if it goes to consoles? Well... <laughs> Just kidding. Shane, go ahead. I was going to... Okay. How can I turn the tide and see the consoles as something good? Um, I think, like we've been mentioning on the show for a while now, um, options are good. Like, options, 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 options. We we know that they've been developing this game on the for the PC for a long time, okay? And now we have this great new generation of consoles that are a significant leap from what they used to be. So now with this... It's just allowing those people that did not that were interested in the game but couldn't play it because they didn't have a computer or whatever they can play it now if they got a, if they have one of these consoles. So I think something good would be that it's just giving people more options on how they can experience Elder Scrolls, which that's not a bad thing. I don't think that's ever been a bad thing. Um, and if you want to. You know, keep your hype meter up. Well, um, I don't know how old this email is, but there we just went through a bunch of new information. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, uh, you know, Jay, you know, if you're not if you're if you're legitimately not excited about about the console thing, why why try and get yourself excited? You know, it's it's you can be critical and be a fan at the same time. That's that's not a problem. Although I will say that if you are planning to play on PC. The game being on consoles is is not going to affect you at all. Yeah, um, that's yes. Thank you. That's what I was trying to say, and I, I yeah. failed. And Joe Joe put it very uh, abruptly, but he did put it there <laughs> earlier. <laughs> you know, it's not going to affect you, so I wouldn't worry about the console thing. Um, what's nice about consoles is is the game is going to be accessible to everyone who wants to play it, no matter what console, PC or Xbox One or PS4 they're they're playing on. So that's a nice thing. It's it's nice to to have something like that. Um, he, he just totally ignorant. No. I'm just kidding. Totally kidding. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd also say to Jay, you know, again, it's on PC. It's on all three platforms. Why would you want, not want that type of exposure? In this game. You want a big crowd playing this game. Oh, and uh, did you guys hear you know, that in the chat room? That was thunder. I got a storm hitting. <clears throat> So if my power growing. goes out, then we're in trouble. But um, yeah. Um, well, I mean, you know, Lou, I, I can understand what you're saying, but you know, I'm going to play devil's advocate here for a second, and I'm going to say that I think a lot of people are concerned that if you know the game going to console means you know in quotes it's going to be dumbed down. That that really makes me like that makes me mad. It really, really does because we've known since day one that they've been developing for the PC. Yeah. I mean, how? Uh, Listen, this game is for Elder Scrolls fans. Yes. It is an Elder Scrolls game. 
and an MMO second. Or or I should say that it, it's 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 an Elder Scrolls game and it's also going to be an MMO. But their their development has has proven that they really take that very seriously. So Elder Scrolls fans get excited. If you're an MMO fan, this may not be the game for you. Sorry to put it that way, but it may not. Oh, come on. ESO's for everybody. Well, it is. <laughs> but oh. there's some some hardcore MMO fans out there that don't that just don't like what they're seeing. And oh. I, you know, I mean that's their opinion and who's, yep. who who would tell them no? Exactly. Well, what uh, I'm leading to is this. With all three platforms being engaged, okay? Uh, chat room, bear with me here, okay? You've already noticed that one of the games I've been playing a lot lately, oh, I got back into, is EVE Online, all right? EVE Online has one server, Tranquility. Those have a PS3, but just came out from TCP Games Dust 514. What's it on? PS3. Guess what? I can play with PS3 players. They're the Dust Bunnies. The soldiers. And what I'm hoping for eventually is that if Sony and Microsoft ever get off their high horses and work with Zoss and say, my God, we're all on one server now. Now we can have all three platforms playing together. It doesn't matter. You're not restricted just to PS4 uh, group, an Xbox One group, PC group. Everyone can play all together at the same time and explode this game. Lou. I, I, you know, I know you got some great points, but we really got to wrap this up. I don't want to lose power. Uh, this storm sounds like one of those ones that can make me lose power quickly. If we lose power, we lose the show. So I'm going to have to just ask you to let's go ahead and move on to the Elder Scroll. I don't mean to be brash or anything like that, buddy. I, I know you make some fantastic points, but can we uh, move on to the Elder Scroll, gentlemen? I am. Yeah. Scroll yeah. Back up. Totally, yeah. Too. All right. All right. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Today's Elder Scroll. Today, we're going to cover shadow magic. Even in the light, darkness will be known. What is shadow magic? It's an obscure but powerful form of magic. It was first harnessed by Azra Nightwielder, who is obviously the original shadow mage and a pioneer of shadow magic. He was the first to discover that shadow was not simply an absence of light, but a reflection of possible worlds created by forces in conflict. Shadows can be produced by mundane forces such as light hitting a rock or by more powerful forces such as nations at war. Hint, hint. Shadow magic involves the manipulation of shadows to affect the forces creating it. Shadow magic is common around the Hammerfell Skyrim High Rock border but is rarely used elsewhere. And I'll re- repeat this one point. Shadow magic involves the manipulation of shadows to affect the forces creating it, which leads into, in this way, Shadow magic rivals even the power of the Elder Scrolls themselves, having the power to potentially change the past, present, and future through the manipulation of shadow. And with these insights, Azra attempted to manipulate his own shadow to such an extent that all possible versions of himself would become melded into a singular existence. Gently the one. <coughs> um, Redguard soldiers, however, fearing the power he would command should he succeed, surrounded him in northern Hammerfell. During this fight, Azra lost control of his magic and blasted a large hole in the ground, having apparently perished. A small village grew around this crater. It was named Azra's Crossing in homage to the wizard. Centuries later, during the Imperial Simulacrum, an Umbra Keth, which translates to a shadow of conflict, formed doing 
due to the ongoing war of the Bendermark. Here, Jagatharn and Pergen Azul attempted to gain control of, the, of this monster, so to speak, or entity for their own use. However, somewhere in Tamriel, in year 397, the third era, an unknown hero, that's you, on a quest to destroy the Umbraketh, discovered a large crystal in the depths of the Fearfrost Caverns. Now I'm looking at Shank. Inside this crystal was Azure Nightwielder, who was suffering from memory loss and couldn't recall his identity. The second incarnation of Peregrinusul, a shadow mage who was trying to strengthen the Umbracat by battling with the hero repeatedly, revealed the mage's name with his dying breath, which helped then restore Azra's memory. Azra and this hero met again in the crater of Azra's crossing. Azra provided final information pertaining to the star teeth. And what are the star teeth? These are artifacts of light, in some way associated with the stars. The Aelids believed that starlight to be the purest form of the element. The star teeth had the ability to counteract powerful shadow magic, which were needed to defeat the Umbracath. The shadow mage appeared at the final battle between the hero and the Umbracath, and has not been sighted since. One of the more common applications of shadow magic is in the creation of shadow gates. And these are magical barriers often used to protect treasure and can only be bypassed through the use of a shadow key. And only 11 shadow keys are known to be in existence. Shadows can also be absorbed to strengthen the mind or can be coalesced into artifacts such as the shadow stabber, a blade made from shadow. It is possible for shadow mages to use shadow magic to visit shadow realms, alternate versions of the world, to aid a different version of themselves. Similarly, shadow mages can summon different versions of themselves to their own world. Death in a shadow realm is the only way to break the connection. And just a little bit of trivia here. Although less well-known, Azure was also a pioneer in the field of enchanting staves. And although his methods were considered rudimentary by the standards of the fourth era, he is still considered a genius in his field. And many of his staves can be found scattered across Tamriel. It's known that Master Nela of House Sylvani is a collector of Azure's work and has admitted to having learned a lot from studying his staves. And there's also a plant called Azure Root, which is an expensive herb which bears his name. And I want to say thank you to the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages, the Elder Scrolls Wiki, and the Imperial Library for having all this information. That's just a little bit of the information on Shadow Magic. Go to those three sites. There's a ton more of lore out there out for you to read. Hope you enjoyed it. Thanks, Lou. I was kind of chuckling at the uh, conversation going on in Skype. You guys are nuts. (laughs) 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 Uh... Well, we had a fun-filled episode, guys, and uh, let's kind of wrap it up with our final thoughts here. Um, yeah, heavy-armored healers for the win, guys. That's all I'm saying. That's it. You, you buy one? Yeah, the more I hear about uh, what they're planning for their for their uh, PVE content, the more I start thinking that you know this really does sound and feel you know like a like an Elder Scrolls game first, and you know uh, that's that's amazing. I'm really glad they're sticking to that. And Louis Lon. A lot of versatility, a lot of options. That's what I've seen coming out this whole week <clears throat> out there. You know, <clears throat> all these possibilities available to players. And I hope Zoss keeps, keeps plugging out there. You know, this is going to be a great game. David? Um, I, I think I speak for everyone when we talk about the consoles versus PC debate that they intentionally didn't put it on the Wii U because it would have been the best one. Nintendo <laughs> rules. 
uh, Dave, that would have been suicide. Nintendo rules! <laughs> yeah, Dave, hit yourself for me, please. D- yeah, please. <laughs> Shank. I'm unplugging your 3DS. No! Um, I, I am getting more and more excited uh, on a personal uh, curiosity note for this game, I guess. I would like to see what they have to... like. I, want, I would like to see some more information on specifically the... Um, because more information on the, the exploration and the PVE for the how the area that you can explore. But from what I'm seeing so far, I'm not going to lie, it's, um, I'm, it's uh, definitely got me happy. And how to reach us, Ivarwin? I just want to say I, I like the fact that Shank is getting just so comfortable with MMO terms. I, um, I, I raised my hand like 500 times this episode. Our, uh, <laughs> our, our little one's getting older, guys. He's growing up. He's here. He's growing up. I'm proud of him. He's gonna be a full-grown lady. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you know it, Boobala? <laughs> All right, guys. How to reach us? ElderScrollsOffTheRecord.com is the place to go. Don't go there for just our podcasts. Go there for all of the awesome, up-to-the-minute news that you're going to get on ESO and everything Elder Scrolls related. ElderScrollsOffTheRecord.com. QuestGamingNetwork.com. That is the official site for our network and great one-stop shopping for all of our podcasts and not just news about Elder Scrolls and Minecraft, but general gaming as well. ElderScrollsOffTheRecord at gmail.com. That's our email account. If you want to send us a note and just say hi, tell us uh, some some awesome stuff that happened in game, or if you have a question, ElderScrollsOffTheRecord at gmail.com. We're all over YouTube. YouTube.com forward slash Elder Scrolls OTR is this show's YouTube account. We'll be posting a lot more on there very, very shortly, and we'll get into that in just two seconds. YouTube.com forward slash Quest Gaming Network is the YouTube account for the entire network as well. It's the only place you're going to find Totally Heroes, which is totally live on Mondays at 10 p.m. Eastern. That's QGN's weekly video newscast. Starring our network's news director, Joe Bradford, and the QGN staff writers, Brian Armstrong, Shank Tank, and the (laughs) Solid Gold Dancers. That's (laughs) That's Totally Heroes, totally live, Mondays at 10 p.m. We have something big to announce as well that's not put in here. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Go ahead, Joe. We are going for a full weekly twitch.tv schedule, guys, for our for gaming. Every day of the week, you'll at least sometimes two times to three times a day, you can log into twitch.tv forward slash quest gaming network and check out one of the hosts or several of the hosts doing either a show or let's plays or gaming, you name it. Log on in. We're gonna have a full schedule up in our um, twitch.tv uh profile we'll be have a good up there it'll be on our website thanks to joe bradford so you guys can come check it out i know i'm doing wednesday nights for my let's play series i'm going to be doing um, yeah you want to you want to talk about that schedule that we had yeah where, let's do it where what's um see i don't have it in front of me though uh, and, and i'm we, log in you just fill fill for me here go ahead all right so i'm filling for joe right now so let's talk a little about those solid gold dancers no i'm joking uh listen again i want <laughs> i want to mention again we are doing a fundraiser for PAX Prime, guys. Every single cent that you send us between now and when PAX Prime comes, we're pulling it all together and we're paying everything that we do here for the network. We are now paying out of pocket 
<clears throat> and we're going to take all that donation money and we're going to put it towards PAX Prime. But we really need your help, guys. Um, w- without your help, I, we may not be able to, to get there in the way that we want to be there and have a great presence for you. Um, so please, you know, if you have anything, a little bit, a lot of bit, you know, whatever, it'll be great uh, for, 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 for PAX Prime. I got it. It's in front of me. So our Twitch TV schedule as follows, as current, there may be more added. Uh, hopefully there will be more added. But on every Sunday night at 4 p.m. to 6 p.m., starting this Sunday, Aaron will be doing his Let's Plays. 6.30 to 8.30 will be Minecraft Off the Record. Monday nights between 8 p.m. and 9.45 p.m. Eastern is Dan the Man Wilson. Who knows what he's going to be playing, but he'll be playing something. <laughs> so, so Aaron and Dan will be doing like some kind of general gaming thing. What's yeah. hot? What's now? Uh, I think Aaron mostly will be doing Minecraft. Okay. Uh, between 10 p.m. and 12 a.m. Eastern is Totally Heroes with Bradford's Lord of the Rings play or whatever the fans decide he want him, they want him to play that night. Is he like primarily, primarily Lotro? <laughs> yeah. yeah, primarily Lotro. Cool. Uh, I'll play. I'll be in note that. I'll try that out. Tuesday nights from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern time is Dave plays something. We haven't Dave plays something. Dave told me exactly uh, what I'm, he's planning on for that. No, he's he's well, actually been he's going to be playing a tea stirring for Wii. So <laughs> don't make fun of my Wii, bro. Um, as it looks right now, I I may be doing either Rift, um, Skyrim, or Minecraft. But I really would like to start playing Darksiders too. And do a Let's Play series on that. Ah, cool. Every Wednesday night between 8 p.m. and 9.30 p.m. Eastern, it'll be Joe Let's Play. So I'm going to be doing it four-week series. My first week, my first four weeks will be Hitman Absolution. So look for that. And then after oh, that, nice. we'll pick a new game to play. And I'll be doing, like I said, one hour to one and a half hour long uh, Let's Plays between pick games. So if you guys have any suggestions for anything like that, email us in. Let me know. Um, and then after that, Brian... Armstrong will be doing open open world Wednesdays every Wednesday night from twelve p.m. east or twelve a.m. Eastern. Uh, he didn't give me a close date, so he starts at twelve. <laughs> <laughs> Thursdays, Dave's will be doing Dave's day from one p.m. Eastern to three p.m. Eastern, which is good for your your, your European listeners. Mm. Yeah, that's absolutely going to probably be Skyrim, just to get people hyped up for the show at night. There you go. Cool. And of course, between 6.30 and 9.30 p.m. Eastern is Elseworlds OTR right here on Twitch TV. And every Friday night, Yvonne will be doing the Yvarwin Classic TES for, oh, from yeah. 8 p.m. to I'm 10 p.m. Su- Eastern. Classic Elder Scrolls with me on Fridays, starting at 8, going till 10. This is what it's all about. I'll be playing Morrowind, I'll be playing Oblivion, and I'll even be playing Skyrim. And it's going to be a good time. Good, good time. So starting this Sunday, guys, look for this new schedule to be set live. And Every join us. Every day there's a live stream. <clears throat> Saturdays are open currently. Right now, those are just for Spot of the Moment. Let's for Spot of the Moment stuff. We might fill in with a live stream show that night as well. So stay tuned for the updated schedule. Like I said, it'll be in our, our uh, twitch.tv forward slash Quest Gaming Network profile as well as our websites. And uh, enjoy it. Eve Arwin, back to you. Uh, well, thanks a lot, Joe. Back to me. All right. <laughs> uh, all right. So where to listen to us? All right. iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Zune, and of course the RSS feed is found on all of our websites. You can go there, grab it up, toss it into your favorite RSS reader, your favorite podcast reader. Of course, we recommend Podkicker and RSS Demon on the Google, on the Google Play Store. 
Don't forget about twitch.tv forward slash Quest Gaming Network. For those of you out there who are not sure when we live stream this show, it's at twitch.tv forward slash Quest Gaming Network. And again, every day will be a live stream, apparently, except for Saturdays. But uh, Don't forget our other shows. Minecraft, Off the Record, live Sundays at 7 p.m. Uh, Dave built a whale at one point. I, you know. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> we we killed the server. Oh. Then I brought it back yeah. to life. Sort of. It's oh. back to life fully. Just people <laughs> have to redo everything they had in their personal inventory. But that's okay. It happens. But apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't want uh, Twitter. Happen. We're on Twitter. If you like Twitter and you're a tweeter... Uh, we tweet as well, so find us on Twitter at Elder Scrolls OTR. Uh, Joe is at the Widget, and that's W I G I T. I'm a Varwin. You can follow me at a Varwin E V A R W Y N. Lou is at GamerGuy 11 B. That's G A M E R G U Y 1 1 B. And Dave, who cares? Shank is at. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep going. No, keep going. I like this. Dave is at Dianforce. D-I-E-N-F-O-R-C-E And Shank is at Shank Tank S-H-A-N-K T-H-T-A-N-K And guys, if you like pumice stones Alright, great savings If you just drop off that E and Shank the Tank You will receive savings <laughs> On pumice stones Elder Scrolls Off the Record Is a Quest Gaming Network production In association with Millet Network I just want to say peace for all you all Next week Take care, everyone. Be safe. May the foos be with you. Good night, everyone. Glad you're all here. See you all again next week. Foos row to y'all. See you next time. I love you, Dave. Foos roll down!